0: If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. I am so excited about today's topic. I feel really strongly that it's going to help somebody because as I was diving in intuitively and exploring this for myself to understand what I need to share, I have been learning through it. And that's always a sign to me that other people are also going to benefit from it. So anyway, today's topic is creating a new sexual moral compass. And what I mean by that is, um, we just have, we're living in a world right now where we have so many choices and so many possibilities are open to us. And not only that, you know, that's just our regular, our society and uh, that's kind of base level, but we're also going through all of us, every single person in the on the planet, even if it doesn't seem that they are. Um, all of us are going through awakening processes. We're all going through consciousness shifting, and that is bringing about rapid change, rapid change. And so there's sort of this feeling around sexuality, at least for me. And honestly, I see it with a lot of people um, where we're kind of wondering, What do we do with this? You know, what do we do with our sexuality? How do we move it forward along with our consciousness expanding? And, you know, and there's so much possibility. We are really creating new things across the board. So think of any topic, any subject, we're creating something new with it. But it can be a little bit confusing with sexuality. And, um, that's just what I really love to cover, what I like to talk about. So, um, you know, when I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, I think it was on the spirituality of sex, um, where I was talking about an article that I read recently, and it was talking about statistically across the board, we are having less sex. It's been steadily going downhill, um, since the seventies. And this is true of all, um, industrialized societies in the world. So it's not just the U S it's really across the board, um, in Europe and, you know, um, just throughout the world, I'm not going to try and name all of the areas, but throughout the world, people are having less sex and it is an interesting thing, you know, because as I said before, we've got this idea of the hookup culture and you know, maybe our perception of it is that a lot is happening, but in reality we're having less. At the same time, we have more potential for different types of sexual relationships. So, the other thing that's happening at the same time as this is that there are less relationships forming and we're having different types of sex so um i know it's an interesting thing to chart this but this is all in the article uh and i'll have to pull out the find it and and put it in the comment section so that you guys can read it if you'd like i can't even remember what magazine it was in but it was really amazing and well written and um just fascinating for me to read Um, so we're having different types of sex. We're having different relationship types. Polyamory is, um, you know, really kind of, uh, happening in a lot of different relationships. The idea of opening up is there, even if people don't do it. Um, what else? We've got different genders and different gender roles emerging. We've got a lot of, um, You know, asexuality and um, even sexual ambiguity in terms of do I want it or not? So many different ways that we can express ourselves sexually. That really, it's just how do we chart our how do we chart our moral compass? How do we navigate this with all of these different choices and not only just the different choices in our society and on that sort of basic level, which is really complex at the basic level. But we've also got this ascension energy going on, and we are going through spiritual transformation processes. And it's sort of, you know, is it the chicken or the egg sort of thing? Are these spiritual awakenings being brought on by some of these openings in our ability to choose? Or is the ability for us to choose opening up because we're having spiritual awakenings. And I think it's both. Um, So I just want to talk about how then do we create a moral compass for all of these new explorations that we're diving into. And what spurred this on really was I saw um, on Instagram a meme or a cartoon. It was a It was a, you know, sort of a comic book strip that I read. And it had a person um, with the hand reaching out from water as if they were sort of going underwater. And the script was, and there was another hand reaching for it. And the script was um, the one hand says, I really like you. And the other person who has the hand says, I really like you too. And then it goes back to the first person who's slipping underwater. And the text is, but I can't be in a relationship right now. And then the final comic book square is the two hands slipping apart from each other. And the person who's going underwater falling deeper underwater. And I thought that was such a beautiful, I hope you you got the, the reference as I was telling this. That was such a beautiful way of describing the potential that we are feeling right now, that we're slipping away from each other, that we are exploring all of these things sexually, and yet we don't have the capacity for intimacy, or we're losing our sense of understanding in how to relate to each other, how to really connect right? So we're exploring all of these things within ourselves. Um, and you know, masturbation is on the rise. So many people are masturbating instead of having sex with each other. And I feel that it's very interesting. I find it very interesting that we are, um, that there's at least the perception, if not the reality or some people's reality, right? Reality is, totally subjective, but that there is this perception of reality that we're losing touch with our connection with each other, that we're losing touch of our ability to create intimate connections. But what I really want to say is that things are just shifting. I don't necessarily believe that it's true that we're losing touch with each other. I feel that things are changing. And things are always changing but they're changing very quickly right now and so we're all just trying to understand it we're trying to keep up and we have basic needs we want to connect with each other um so i'm going to i'm going to dive into that connection aspect in a minute but i want to go back to um you know sort of let's talk about what sexuality is and then we'll go into Uh, how to create that moral compass and some ideas that I felt really inspired to share with you because I'm also learning it right now. You know, the other reason that I wanted to do this is because it's something that I'm personally exploring. I'm dating. um, I'm exploring, you know, teaching sexuality in new ways. And so this is very fascinating for me. All right. So let's talk about why we have this drive to have sex. (laughs) Sex is so compelling. Sex is so compelling. And it is one of the greatest awakeners. It's one of the greatest activators that we have in this lifetime. I truly believe that. Um, I did a video. It's up on YouTube Um, about a year ago, and it's called The Spiritual Significance for Sexual Attraction. So um, I recommend looking that up because in that video, I talk about why, from a spiritual perspective, why we are attracted to people. And I'll just give you a brief overview. It's pretty easy, pretty simple. The reason that we are attracted to people from a spiritual perspective is because we have something that we want to learn from them. Our soul is gravitating toward them because we want to learn something. And what better way to activate us into pulling toward somebody than that sexual attraction? So sexual attraction turns off our inhibitions. It turns off our brain in a lot of ways um, and compels us. To move toward another person in that feeling of being compelled to move toward someone, we are actually creating a sort of mutual agreement on a soul level to have an exchange that um, creates mutual learning. so it's it's really interesting, and I'd like to present that as a new. A new sort of definition around our sexual attraction. We're not just attracted to somebody because they have, you know, nice hair or they say funny things. I don't know. I'm just saying silly things right now, making things up, but you know, whatever we think we're attracted to about somebody, um, it actually ends up being kind of, if we take it to that elevated perspective, it's because we want to learn something from them on a soul level. Now this can mean that we have a soul contract with that person. It can mean that we're soulmates. Um, or it can just mean that we are, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're all one. And so we all do each other favors by showing up for the energy that we're putting out. So let's say I want to learn, um, About, I'm just going to translate it into a color just to make it a really simple analogy. I want to learn about the color red. And then I'm going to, because I'm putting that energetic call out, I'm going to start bringing in different people who can teach me about the color red because they carry that within them. And, you know, it's going to click with somebody, and that's what's going to bring us together. And here I am thinking, oh, I'm just very sexually attracted to this person, when in reality, it's because there's a corresponding um, lesson that we both want to learn from each other. So that is the spiritual significance of sexual attraction. So it just goes to show that sex is actually a really beautiful gift that we have as humans. Not because it's on this elevated status that we can't touch, which is the old teachings, which is the old paradigm of be careful around sex, you know, be be um, be really uh, modest and and only have sex within the confines of marriage. and sex needs to be controlled by the church and all of these things. It's not that. It's that sex is really a powerful avenue for us to learn on a soul level. It's really powerful. It's very compelling, and it's a huge gift that we have. Um, so we we gravitate towards sex because we want to learn and we want to explore, and it's both fun and um, transcendent, right? So and not just fun. I want to say um, that sex is possibly perceived as the sort of Pandora's box because it is multidimensional in its capacity to teach us. So sex is both primal and transcendent, and that is fascinating. There aren't a lot of things that we can think of very directly as hitting every chakra So it's primal, it's going to connect us to our animal nature, and it has the potential for deeply awakening us, for opening us to altered states of reality, transcendent states of being. So one of the things that I've channeled, and and it was actually something that um, kind of started me off on this whole path of teaching about sexuality was I channeled my own question around, um, my, you know, sexual interactions with someone. And what came through was I saw, I was shown activation points within the body that are accessed through sex. And I was blown away. I was really fascinated by this and I've continued my exploration. Um, And so I've really seen and experienced in my own way. Wow, man, I've had some amazing experiences where sex is both primal. So your brain kind of gets out of the way and you're just completely in that trance-like state of your body acting, being in the moment, timeless. So it's at the same time, primal and transcendent. We lose our, our um, perception of time when we're moving through sexuality, when we're moving through a sexual experience with a transcendent perspective. Um, and it's not even a perspective. It just it occurs because we're so in the moment. This is one of the things that I coach people on and I teach in my classes, is how do we reach a, a trance-like state? Because once we move into a trance within sexuality, then we're very present. And that's when we can get highly activated. We want to move into that trance where it's our body, um, creating a path for us as opposed to our mind creating a path. So how amazing is it? What a gift that we have sex to, to guide us into new, um, avenues of exploration within our awakening path, that it can be purely primal or it can be incredibly transcendent and ecstatic. And I think that's fascinating that it can hold all of those at once and really, really amazing sex, uh, in my opinion, holds all of that, that full spectrum that full spectrum of activation, both completely body and completely spiritual soul level opening. Um, But it also means that there's a huge amount of potential for um, pain and uh, sort of a deep, deep damaging. Um, And when I say that, I want to really... I want to really be clear that I don't feel that because, you know, I feel that because we are eternal, there's no way that we can really be devastated through this process. But it can sure feel like it on a human level. It can sure feel like, wow. I mean, you know, think of all the different ways that we can misuse our sexuality. And it really does have the potential for deep damage um, that can take a very long time to heal from. And uh, so I just, I kind of want to mention that there's the potential because it is such a full spectrum experience, our sexuality, it has also the capacity for either pure bliss and ecstasy, or a lot of damage being done. And I think that is something that we all kind of understand and we all know. And that's why we're so careful around it. And and that's why we have so much confusion around it. And possibly that's also why we deny ourselves in certain areas. And then we act out in other areas. Because we're almost afraid to look at it. It really is. I think Pandora's box is often... A very good analogy for our sexuality because it can be it is opening something that's connected to our sense of life and death. When we're talking about sex, we're talking root chakra, we're talking about procreation, and this is something that's connected to on a on a very basic level, psychological level and spiritual level, our our feelings around life and death. So it's, it's big, you know, it's really big. There's a lot of potential there. And I want to assist you in moving in the direction of the potential for ecstatic bliss. That's my goal with this particular podcast and with everything I teach. There's so much potential here. Let's move in that transcendent direction Let's move in the direction of our bliss and of the potential for ecstasy, because you guys, ecstasy within our sexual energy is so incredible, obviously, right? With the word ecstasy, you can can know that, but I really want to be able to portray to you that our sexual energy is so good, and it really we can live in ecstasy. And I often do. I have so many moments. I've opened up my energy body to the point where I often move into ecstasy spontaneously. And in sex, in interacting with another person, it's really, it's a little bit more complicated. (laughs) I'll admit it's still something that I'm working on, but it is so good. You guys, it's so good. So that's my goal with you guys. Um, so here's my first um, little, little piece of guidance for you. Because of that huge amount of potentiality with sex, let's start treating sex as if it is a, at the same level that we would a plant medicine. And I feel that that's a really good analogy because we all kind of understand, especially if we're really working on being conscious and we're moving in our spiritual path and we're awakening and we're just very conscious about life, that a lot of people are doing plant medicines and they're doing them in very ceremonious, sacred ways. And I feel... I I want to maybe take that feeling that we, that respect that we have around plant medicine, and do that with sex. So just take a moment and imagine what that would be like if you treated sex as if you were going into an ayahuasca ceremony, as if you were going into a mushroom ceremony, or even a cannabis ceremony. Um, you know, and there are a lot of plants out there that people are working with very consciously in order to open themselves up to higher consciousness and awakening and let's treat sex that way. I mean, I think of this and I think, you know, can, can I imagine moving into a space with someone with the same amount of honor and respect, as if I am partaking through that person a uh, plant medicine, and that to me is very beautiful. Especially as someone who is a teacher of sexuality and uh, conscious sexuality specifically, the sacred sexuality. And I I feel that way with the people that I interact with as. Um, you know, students in my classes or, you know, even people that I'm having intimate relationships with just on my own, Um, treating them with that level of respect is, it's a very beautiful concept to me and it's a very beautiful thing to experience when I connect with people. And I always am keeping that in mind. How can I really honor and respect this person and the igniting potential of the energy that's being created right here between, you know, two or more people. Um, and that gives me a lot of respect too, for the dynamic, um, movement of energy that's occurring with, within the other person, because I know within myself, when I'm feeling my sexual energy and there's another person present, um, it's very vulnerable. And it's not only vulnerable, but it's huge, and it's dynamic and multifaceted. And, you know, so much of that vulnerability coupled with desire, and sometimes need, I'm going to talk about that. But, um, you know, at times, there's need in there. At times, there's an energy exchange that we really want to pay attention to. Are we giving and taking in a way that's uh, uplifting and edifying, you know, or are we doing it in a way that's depleting? And so I really do treat, um, all of my interactions, every single one of them, even if I'm just flirting and, you know, I'm really playing around right now and dating around. It's something that's very fun for me. It's something that I'm learning through in my life, um, currently, because it's actually not something that I've done before. And I am very conscious and very aware of my interactions with people. And I'm very aware of where my energy is coming from and where I'm allowing myself to connect with others. So that's where I want to go into, um, tip number two, and that is keep all of your chakras open, specifically the heart, um, when we are as we move into more conscious sexuality this is the big one this is the big one remaining open and making sure that you know kind of the the old way of doing things the unconscious way of sex i don't want to say old cuz you know um it's not time based but the unconscious way of having sex or you know, even exchanging sexual energy, whether or not you're having sex or anything even close to that, we can exchange sexual energy all the time with people that we're just walking by. But it's important that we keep all of our chakras open and not just sort of that um, unconscious way of, of connecting just through the lower chakras, which is something that Um, you know, is more typical when it's not conscious. Uh, We tend to just sort of use the energy from our lower chakras and uh, lasso people in um, and, you know, not really connect, not really allow people to connect with us and not give of ourselves in that regard, you know, in the full openness of it. So specifically the heart chakra, and I want to talk about the heart chakra, um, being open during sex, because this is the, this is really the big one. Um, when our heart chakra is closed and we're relating to someone else, that's inherently damaging. It's inherently damaging across the board, both to ourselves and to each other. Um, and this is true of life right now this is true of life in general right now. Um, you know, something that's been coming up a lot in, uh, consciousness circles and spirituality and just life in general is this narcissism paradigm, the paradigm of the narcissist. You know, I hear it in a lot of different ways. Um, I've experienced it myself, uh, and it was really hard (laughs) and, you know, I want to explain from an energetic perspective what narcissism is. So narcissism occurs when somebody shuts their heart down or closes their heart off. And so many things spring from this. I'm going to dive just briefly into this. And I also want to say that I don't call people narcissists. I tend to say something like, you know, this person is acting within a narcissistic personality right now, because I don't want to pathologize anyone. I don't believe in that. As we go through energy shifts, as we awaken, we have the potential for anything. We have the potential for being uh, schizophrenic, for being um, narcissistic the reason being that, you know, all of these different pathologies have to do with shutting off different energy centers. And so, you know, um, it's not static. It's not something that it's, I mean, it's true that some people choose to experience their whole life within that paradigm. So somebody may be behaving as a narcissist for their whole life. That's very true, but um, when we tag somebody with that, uh, with a with a title like that, we forget that we're infinite beings, and we forget that we have the potential of all of this within us, and that people can shift, um, and also that you know this is a learning process. So even if someone is behaving in a certain way, it's always a gift for us because we're learning through our interactions with each other. So anyway, to go back to that narcissism um, paradigm that is popping up a lot in our society, a lot of people are talking about it. What happens for someone who is behaving in a narcissistic way is that their heart chakra is closed closed off to other people. And so because we receive and give beautiful energy from our heart, what happens for someone whose heart is closed off is that they need to meet their needs in different ways. So they need to still have those needs met of energy exchange between other people, Um, but they're not able to do it through the heart because they've closed their heart off. So then they end up sort of pulling in energy from other people and living in, um, sort of living in a a reality that's very skewed, uh, because they kind of have to, they kind of have to lie to themselves and create a different reality in order to get their needs met right? So it's too painful to open up the heart for a narcissist. So instead of opening up the heart in their exchanges with people, they will, um, sort of, you know, manipulate reality and get their needs met in other ways, but it can be very damaging all around for the narcissist. It's very, very lonely. And, uh, this creates loneliness in dynamics with other people as well. It creates, Sort of a, sort of a, just a very damaging energy exchange. Now, I do want to say that people who are interacting with narcissists also have their own areas of depletion. Um, Otherwise, uh, we, and I include myself because I've had my own experiences with this, wouldn't be attracted to that. We wouldn't be attracted to someone who is not giving from the heart. So, you know, I just wanted to mention that because this is the potential that we all have. If we're not being conscious of our um, our own energy, we definitely all have the potential of interacting with each other in disrespectful, uh, closed-off ways that can be very lacking in integrity. And the heart chakra being closed is a really big one because the heart chakra sort of... <sighs> It's the portal to our true self. It really encompasses... Um, I, I feel that if our heart is open, the other energy centers are more likely to be open and to remain open. And the heart chakra's really got a big energy. And when our heart is open, we're able to see each other. I don't feel that we can really see each other from... um from any closed heart chakra place or you know if we've got other energy centers open say that we've got our third eye open but we're not uh moving through the heart center we're really going to have we're going to have a really trippy experience to be honest we're going to have um it can be actually very egoic and that's kind of an interesting thing to think about a lot of people think you know, Oh, my, my third eye is very open. Um, but actually it can create a very skewed perspective of all of our interactions if our heart isn't open. Um, and I've seen it happen with people who do plant medicine, who don't want to open their heart. It's it's just really interesting. And so I feel like I'm going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but I essentially just wanted to mention that, um, you know, if our heart isn't open, we're really going to have a tough time with sexuality and it can actually be quite a devastating interaction. So that's, you know, point number two is really make sure that your heart is open. And I think the reason that people don't have their heart open and I'm I'm speaking for myself as well right here, and I'm going to tell a little bit of my own experience. Um, you know, after having a, an interaction with someone whose heart wasn't open, and it became just really painful, and I discovered so much about myself and about my own lack of self-love and, um, you know, just really how deep into self-loathing I could go, which is not a fun experience. I don't recommend it, but we all experience different things to learn from. And after that experience, I noticed that I myself was also shutting my heart down and interacting with people from just my lower chakras. And I thought, oh my God, you know, there's this meme that says, don't become what you hate or don't become what you fear. And I know hate's a really strong word, Um, and that's not something that I feel. But, you know, I was really looking at this whole narcissistic paradigm uh, because of my experiences, and I realized, you know, Allison, stay on your toes because you could dive into narcissism very easily because the reason that somebody becomes closed off in the heart chakra which can go really deeply into, you know, that narcissistic personality or that paradigm. The reason that that started in the first place is because pain occurred for that person that they, for whatever reason, could not handle until they closed their heart down. And I thought, oh, I just reached such an intense level of pain. And I had the potential of closing my heart down. And I really, really wanted to be aware of that. And so I say all of that to say that we all have the potential of acting in these different ways. And so just be aware, you know, just be aware. We want to have uplifting interactions. And, you know, the hard part is that if we close our heart off, it's because we have experienced pain and we don't want to experience it again. But the interesting thing is that closing the heart off just creates more pain. It, it, it moves, it creates more of itself. It creates more loneliness. It creates more pain and, um, it can really skew our ability to, you know, to evolve and to awaken and to move in our true potential, um, to live our purpose, you know? So we don't, I think the reason, and I'll kind of, bouncing back, I'm not sure if I'm uh, sort of scattered right now, but bouncing back to what I was going to say is the whole reason that we shut our heart chakras off is because we're afraid of being hurt. But I'll tell you through my, my own truth through experience that having an open heart is so much more fulfilling. And, you know, we have this idea, I think that, you know, sex is going to be boring if we do it in a spiritual way or, you know, um, got a hundred different excuses that we can give ourselves like, oh, I just want to get laid and I don't want to really pay attention to this other person. Um, I'm afraid that I won't have opportunity if I'm too awakened with this. I mean, check in, check in with yourself and see if you're feeling any of these things. I'm afraid that my ideal awakening partner doesn't exist. I'm afraid, you know, go through, what is it that's making you want to close down or not be conscious within your sexual uh, exploration? What is it? What are you afraid of losing? And just know that, and I just, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you that it is so much more fulfilling with all of your chakras open, with with all of your energy centers open and being present and being conscious. You're not losing anything. You're gaining the potential for transcendence and ecstasy. And it's amazing from that place. So, you know, don't be afraid of losing something. You know, there might be a little bit of time of transition once you start to open and old relationships don't work anymore and new relationships need to come in. That definitely is the potential for shifting and opening yourself up. But wow, the gift is so good. The gift is, um, you know, like I said, the potential for ecstatic interactions, the potential for living in ecstasy within your own body, regardless of who you, um, connect with or don't connect with. Right. And it's so much less scary. Um, you know, through some of my previous experiences, I know that, um, and I've had a lot, I've had a lot of different sexual, uh, experiences, you know, I mean, and I don't think that any of it just in and of itself is good or bad at all. You know, if you are the person who just wants to have orgies all the time, do it. Um, You know, if you want to be uh, asexual, do it. And, you know, only explore your own energy. If you want to, you know, whatever you're compelled to do... Or whoever you're compelled to do, um, let that be what you want. Let that be okay. None of it in and of itself is good or bad. But you will discover through an open heart what really feels good, what truly gra- what you're truly gravitating toward. And it's so, it can be so, so big, and it can be so transcendent. Um, And we're not going to lose anything. In fact, you know, my experience is the more open I am, the more that I allow myself to be open and truly present and very conscious. I have more opportunity. (laughs) It's kind of amazing, actually. I have amazing, beautiful uh, connections with people and potential for, you know, sexual connection with these people and um it doesn't close down and actually gets better it gets better and it you know i don't ever want to experience the the self-loathing that i experienced through um some of my previous interactions um i've learned that now and so if i can pass that on to you without you experiencing that then you know you can just take my word for it, but I know some of you are going to need to dive into the um, the areas of pain, and I honor that too. We're all learning, and that's okay. So um, let's talk about. I want to read to you from my book, and my book is called "The Era of the True Creator." Um, it is available on Amazon uh, and other bookstores, different spiritual bookstores around but there is a part um, on page 59 where I talk about sexuality moving into you know the new consciousness that we're that we're exploring right now. So I'll just go ahead and read that. Connecting sexually is another layer of learning in our ascension toward oneness, for there are many personal, cultural, and historic misunderstandings related to our sexuality. Much awareness can be brought into this realm to transmute the pain we have all carried for far too long in our human and personal histories. Sexual desire is a wonderful and blissful part of being human and conscious sexual intimacy can activate our physical and energy bodies to higher states of awareness. Sexual connection can be playful, lighthearted, and even purely fun. But when operating from a need-based or unfulfilled paradigm, often we confuse sexual connection with emotionally based love. Much like thinking our way into oneness doesn't work, it is also a misunderstanding to attempt to love each other by beginning a connection with feelings of sexual neediness. The new way we interact is by looking to create a mutual energy exchange that is honoring of what each person brings through their physical vessel and connecting to the full expression of self of each person. No longer do we interact with each other looking to be validated or to satisfy the ego with a sexual contact that is void of real connection or even truly seeing each other. Instead, we are aware of our energy and intentions when we interact. If the thoughts in our minds or our motives were broadcast for others to see, would we behave the same way? Are we being congruent with our energy and actions? These questions are not meant to bring further shame to our sexual feelings, but to guide us into deeper self-love through presence and awareness. Conscious sexuality seeks to connect through the heart space with the body as a loving vehicle. We are meant to hold truth and honor for ourselves and those we come together with. When we are connected to the truth of who we are as individuals, We don't seek to come together with another motivated by sexual lust, for lust is a hunger created from feelings of need or lack. Instead, we meet in both the lower and higher chakras and through the heart. Even when it is casual or fun, our sexuality rises from a desire to connect more, to share love, and to fully activate ourselves throughout our entire body. We align with our joy and honor on a higher frequency and then bring love and honor to each other through the act of physical connection, utilizing our bodies to experience states of bliss and even transcendence, to be in communion with each other as a way of being in communion with the all that is. So I just want to leave you with that. And Also just the the reminder that you're not losing anything by moving into higher consciousness. I think so often we stay unconscious with our sexuality so that we can enjoy it. But consciousness doesn't mean thinking about something. Consciousness means being open and aware. So yes, we might lose our sense of sexual desire or sexual pleasure. If we think about it too much, that's very true, but I'm not talking about thinking about something. I'm talking about being in it, being aware, being present for it. And there might be moments where maybe because you become very conscious, you might lose your erection or you might change who you're attracted to or You might feel a drop in your libido. All of these things are possible, but I can promise you that it's bringing you to something even better. Even better, and all of those things will come back, you know, barring any medical uh, issues. Um, All of those things will come back, and something better happens when we are open and conscious and allowing ourselves to be present with the people that we're interacting with. Don't be afraid that you're going to lose something. Don't be afraid that what you want doesn't exist because it does. And if you're having that fear, go back to um, you know, my podcast called Dating for Woke Folk, uh, which can really be helpful whether you're dating or married or in a long-term relationship, whatever whatever your configuration is um, you know, the tips that I outline in that are helpful. So, um, I'll leave you with that. And I want to make just a couple announcements, not related to what I was just talking about. Um, well, I guess related, I'm going to be teaching a couple different, uh, classes. And, um, so let's see, the first one is I'm going to be part of a telesummit uh it is going to be broadcast online and i'll put the link for that in the description box here um but i'm going to be offering an activation along with five other star seeds um so it's going to be really really beautiful and that launches on july 7th i believe um so make sure that you send me an email if you want to be part of that it's completely free uh all five different activations from different people different starseed um beings who are doing fantastic work and bringing really beautiful energies to the world um shout out to Juliana who organized the whole thing what a what an amazing human whom i've just met Um, So that's coming up July 7th and that's going to be available online. You can listen to these activations. Um, You would just need to send me your email and I'll, I'll get you those. Um, And then the next thing that I'm going to be part of is called Oneness Loveness Fest. And this is a festival in Eastern Idaho. um, And uh, the city is Idaho Falls. Um, I'm going to be teaching. I'm going to be offering a talk um, first, and then I'm going to be offering a workshop the following Sunday. So I think I, my my talk is on Saturday, uh, and that is in July, the last weekend of July. So I think that's the 27th and 28th. I hope I'm getting those dates right right now. So um, in this talk and in this workshop, I'm going to be talking about Some things that I've been channeling over the past, um, let's see, since it started in Asheville when I was in Asheville, so last fall it was on the fall equinox, I held a channeling circle and some really incredible information came through around the masculine and feminine polarities and how we are moving forward in those. I've been exploring it personally and with different channeling circles kind of um, over the past few months, and it's coming through that it's time to start talking about it. So at Oneness Loveness Fest, what a mouthful, that's so fun, Um, in Eastern Idaho on July 27th and 28th and 29th, I'm going to be talking about that. So I would really love for you to be there. And, um, and then I will, you know, after that festival, I'll start bringing that to everybody and telling you guys what I've been learning. It's really fascinating. And I've just been holding back, um, in order to gather as much information as I can so that my, uh, so that what I talk about is very clear because honestly, when I started being introduced to some of this information, I was totally blown away. Um, my mind didn't even really, the first time I was introduced to some of these concepts, my mind, um, just said, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) And so, um, now it's really starting to fill in and come together. And I'm so excited to be sharing that with you guys. So, um, if you want any more information on any of this, please send me a message. You can contact me via email at allison at allisonholly.com. You can also send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Um, Yeah, so thanks for joining me today, you guys. And I would love to hear from you if this was meaningful to you or if you have any questions or comments. All right, take care, have fun with each other, go out into the world, create some intimacy. It's beautiful. Take care, bye-bye.